All right, so 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 again, I told you I need some class participation. Why not, Jay? I'm glad I asked him to summarize everything, but I'm glad he summarized a little bit what he shared because it really was inspiring. And it's uh, it's, you know, we kind of take some things for granted. So I thought that was powerful. And sometimes a person with a naked eye uh, can see what to appreciate a lot better than um, people that are, are being in an environment because they just it's easy to get familiar. Not because they tripping. It's just Somebody walk into your house and appreciate it a, lot, a whole lot more than you would, you know, because you live in the house. All right, so 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 I, I have a question to ask you guys. I told you I need some participation. Um, all right, so we have this plan. Um, uh, uh, so so um, I'm gonna give you this date. This date is gonna be important, um, and you're probably um, really gonna need this date. And this date uh, is uh, let me see. Hold on, it's. Uh, March 4th, 2020. And on March 4th, 2020, everybody that attends is going to receive $1,000. So March 4th, 2020. All right. The other thing is, is um, as we move forward, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. How many people wrote that date down? Raise your hand. Right, right now, raise your hand. How many people wrote that date? How many people, leave your hand up. How many people wrote the date down? Wrote the date down. All right, so stop. Lead your hands up. Lead your hands up. Everybody lead your hands up. Lead your hands up. Look around. All right, so, so you put your hands down. Now, now <laughs> if God by faith do that, then you will get $1,000. Uh, but but I, I said it to see how many people were, would write down the date. That was the, the whole purpose of it. Um, and I said that to say because God is going to say some things, and sometimes, and and, and again, who who was it? It was uh, was it Trina or Z? One of the two was talking about the discipleship class this morning. It was Trina, and Trina, you were saying how there's there's a way you've always operated, but what you got through this week, it was a breakthrough that, like, if God asks something, you're going to do what God asks, independent of how you flow. So if he, if he asks you to write a book and you're not a writer, you're just going to start writing. That's the way I got it. If he asks you to sing and you're not a singer, you're going to start singing. But it, it's, it's, as opposed to when God asks something, looking at yourself first, you're going to look at what he asks and do that first. That's what I got, right? And so what, what I'm going to ask today is for y'all to take notes. And not just take the notes, but search the scriptures to see if it's so. You know, Acts 17, 22. That's what the Bible says. One, it keeps you focused. You know how some people say, I can't keep up? If you don't take notes, it's going to be very hard for you to keep up. Hard for you to even be engaged. Because your mind will start wandering. But if you're, if you're participating by taking notes, you'll stay locked in. Now, now some people are still not going to take notes. But they're, not, they're going to not take notes. I'm, and, and I'm not being sarcastic. I'm being real. Because they're stubborn. They're going to do what they always do, but they're not going to cross over to the revelation that Trina got. I, and <laughs> I'm going to share some things that are, please receive them as targets. Targets, not arrivals. Targets. When you hear stuff from the pulpit, it's, it's God's communicating. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. He's communicating where he needs you to go. He's not trying to comfort you where you're at. He's not trying to condemn you where you're at. He's not trying to say, I can't believe you're not there. 
What he's saying is, this is, this, hey, hey, come over here. Everything you're looking for is over there. He's showing you where to go as a target. And guess what? Some people are going to get there fast because they're going to navigate through it. I mean, that's what the, well, I, I don't watch it, but the show Survivor, I guess they got to get somewhere. And some people are pretty good with the wilderness. Some people are like, man, where's Uber? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Out there in the jungle, right? So, so what I'm saying is even when God sets a target, some of us will be like, I got to get to that target and we'll figure out everywhere to get there. Some of us will be delayed. Some of us will forget the directions because we didn't write them down. Right? So, so, so everything you hear will be targets. All right? Not arrivals. There will be conviction, but it's not condemnation. Conviction is good. If this stage is the presence of God, if that floor is outside of the presence of God, anytime you step, as soon as you take a step, you're going to feel conviction. You take another step, it's going to be even more convicting. You keep taking steps, it's going to be convicting. If you keep taking steps, you'll get numb. There'll be no conviction. You'll be outside of the presence of God, outside of the will of God, won't even know it. Right? So conviction is not bad, it's good. It's like your check engine light. It's like pain. Pain says you're going too far. Hey, 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 slow down. Hey, don't do that. You're, 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 you're hurting yourself. Check engine light says this car will blow up if you don't check the engine. Conviction is saying your life will blow up if you don't check your heart. Okay? So, 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 so I'm just setting the stage because I, I don't want nobody to miss what God is, is trying to say. This is just a setup for what we're going to talk about at the end of the year going into the beginning of the year. And this year has been a year of new beginnings. Some people got it. Some people didn't. But if you've been paying attention, new beginnings popped up through the entire year. So what God is going to talk about at the end of the year, you want it. All right, so, so, so vision of what you see listed here is a fight to see. Some of the, we're going to find out today some of the things that's been stopping us from seeing. You're going to find out today that some of us, God is sending us what it takes for us to see, but we're running from it. Like, like, like if God, the Bible says, how can they preach except they be sent in, in, in uh, Romans 10, 14. So God has sent us to Charlotte. Listen, we've never been to Charlotte in our life, just for the record. Had never been to Charlotte in our life. I know I called my cousin back there, and she kind of opened up the city to me when I, when I first called her. So I was like, okay, let's go out here. Let's go get lost and see what happens. But I was, I was, I was already working full-time ministry. I was working with the Ohio State University football team. I was working with the uh, Capital University. I, I was working in ministry full-time, and I was... I was, I was working with the basketball community. I was already, I was speaking in front of thousands. The church was huge. God said, go to Charlotte. We had never lived in an apartment in our lives. Well, no, I'm sorry. No, since, yeah, we lived in an apartment when we first got together. But we haven't been in an apartment in 17 years. We came out here, we had an apartment. Actually, we've been leasing since we've been out here. Our first home will probably be, not, not probably be, it will be next year. So, so since 2010, we've been leasing. Before that, we was in homes. We had two homes. We just sold one. 
just in August. What I'm, I'm, I'm setting the stage to let you know, we didn't just come out here because it was comfortable. Uh, uh, Harold talked about, you know what I was talking about? Yeah, Harold talked about the comfort zone uh, yesterday. Like, so, 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 so it wasn't a comfort zone. People, well, well-off people, well-known people, and people that knew me was like, knew us was like, what are you doing? Almost like, stay here, I got you. No, God said come to Charlotte. Now, God sent us, we heard from God, we came to Charlotte to start a church with me and my wife in $1,635. God sent us to a people, right? But guess what? God sent a people to us. So if God says we're your pastors, we're men and women of God, you got to trust that we hear from God. I gave the example earlier how sometimes, we, I'm saying this respectfully, okay? Sometimes we are talking too much. We're not listening. The Bible says, slow to speak, quick to listen. We're talking. We're trying to prove what we know. We're trying to prove our anointing. We're trying to prove that I'm grown. Uh, you ain't my daddy, this, that, and the other. That's nice and everything, but in God, when you're around God, you got to hear from God and be obedient to God. That's what Trina said, right? Trina, ain't that what you said earlier? So, so the thing is, when men and women of God are talking, they're not talking. God is. So, 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 so I gave an example uh, yesterday, you know, somebody was somebody was communicating. I said, it's not like what you have to say is not important to you. It's not like it, it has no value. It just doesn't advance you out of your situation. I said, you have the prescription, but your mind says, no, you got to hear the information. So I gave an example. I go into Massage Envy. Uh, I don't do massages, but I go in there with my back hurt. I go in there with my back hurt, and... The guy doing the massage, he said, lay on your back. But I'm like, lay on my back? Athena, you, you thought what I was thinking. Like, my back is the one that's hurt. You're going to need to do the massage on my back, so I need to lay on my stomach. He said, no, 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 no. And I, so I'm trying to explain. He didn't need to hear nothing from me. He said, when you walked in the door, I knew what you was dealing with. And he, he talked about the muscles that come from your inner leg and go all the way around to your back. He started massaging muscles. He started taking out knots. He started taking out things that were tight and causing things not to flow freely that I've been dealing with my entire life. I'm 57. That happened at 55. I had never worked those muscles. The reason why I was ready to scream like a, kid, like a child, because those muscles were, were, had been tight probably for 40, 50 years. Because I never, listen, I, I, I played semi-pro, I played college. Listen, these guys, these young guys will tell you, I work out, right? I did all that working out. I stretch, right? I stretched everything. Never touched those muscles. And I was trying to communicate to him for my athletic prowess. You know, my, 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 my personal trainer background. I was trained to do personal training. Hey, sir, so, sir, this, basically, he could have just told me to shut up. He said, as soon as you walk through the door, I knew what you was dealing with. It's the same thing when you come around men and women of God. They don't always need your communication. But they do need your heart. 
He agrees. Right? You, you understand what I'm saying? So I'm saying that to say what you're going to hear today, uh, and I need to meet with the youth after church. Uh, what you're going to hear today is going to be challenging. Um, it's going to challenge some of the things that are, are stopping you from seeing. Some of it is your own understanding, your own manipulation. Not because you're evil, because it's just your default. You know, you're in a crowd, it's, it's, it's 10 people, you're looking for that person you can get sympathy from. And if you, you say, if I get one, that one person, if I can win them to influence them to give me sympathy, I can justify not owning this change. I just need one now. And you work it, you work it, you work it till you get to that one. And when that one go, well, you know, I, I understand. I under, you know, you're like, cool. Well, see, they understand. All y'all tripping. Right? Like, 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 or that person that you can, you can, sometimes it's your spouse that you can get on your, your team. Get on your team to justify your position so you don't have to embrace that change. So you don't have to see. You're looking for somebody to pacify your blindness. And so, so your default is to, 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 to hustle, to communicate. So somebody, hey, hey, tell me it's okay, I'm blind. It's okay, baby. The guy told me when I was young, hey, Keith, don't feel bad, we poor too. I got mad. I, I, was, I, no, I was young. I was only like, like, like 14. I was like, what kind of adult are you? Why would you say that to me? You're telling me to be comfortable? Not, I'm, I'm depressed. I was, that's why he said something. He looked at me like we weren't even having a conversation. I was waiting for the next game at the gym. He said, Keith, don't feel bad, man. We poor too. He was telling me, it's okay. Stay where you are. Stay depressed. Obviously, I couldn't tolerate that mess. See, so he said, now we're looking for that person to go, it's okay, I'm blind too. It's okay, I've been hustling for a long time. It's okay, I'm hustling too. Rebecca too. All right, so they, read, they, 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 uh, they sung this, right? Uh, verse 1, start with verse 1. It says, I will stand upon my watch. That means I'm attentive. Right? And set me upon the tower. And I will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. He's expecting by the time I hear from God is going to correct some things. And I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to brace myself for this correction and this change because I'm about to hear from God. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make it plain, clear upon the tables that he may run that readeth it. It says the vision is yet for an appointed time. It has a destination to manifest. It says but at the end it shall speak. It shall express itself and not lie. It'll be the truth. Though it tarry, takes a little bit, wait for it because it will surely come to pass. It will not tarry or take long. The only reason vision takes longer than it takes is because we're not obedient to what God told us to do to manifest the vision. We're creating a delay and blaming it on God. First Timothy 1. First Timothy 6, I'm sorry. Go there real quick. I asked y'all to take notes. For a reason. 
All right, so first, first Timothy uh, 6, uh, verse 12. It says this. It says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. That's that unseen realm. Whereunto thou art called and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. So it's saying, fight the sea. Outside of the circumstances, outside of the natural, outside of what's already manifested. Fight to see what, what hasn't happened. We're making decisions based on what we have, not what God has. The Bible says we have all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So our, our grind, our hustle is based on what we have, not based on what God has. You see what I'm saying? Like, like, it's, like when we can't do something because we're, we're infirmed, that's based on what you have, not what God has. So God wants us to see outside of ourselves, our hustle, our, our grind, our manipulation, our excuses, and to see, see, be confident in this very thing that he has begun a good work with you, and you will perform it. If you are confident that God is going to give you what he said, you act like it. Like you wouldn't be envious because you know you getting a birthday too. Like you getting a birthday. Every, listen, everybody has a birthday. I'm not talking about your, your birth date. I'm talking about your birthday. Well, what God, what's in you is birthing out of you. Everybody has one. Amen. <laughs> That's my guy, boy. <laughs> That's my guy, son, plowing. Like, he, he just came from heaven, so he like, that's what I've been trying to say. They just wouldn't let me, they wouldn't listen. Look, he's smiling. He was like, I've been saying this the whole time. That's what God sent me for, to tell y'all. He just ain't old enough for y'all to listen right now, so I'm his representative. <laughs> Thank you. Good looking out, Tatum. <laughs> Always can use the amen from the audience. All right, so, so we're fighting to see this vision. And when you can see this vision, it's clear. It's real, even though it hasn't it manifested, it hasn't existed yet. I, we started writing vision in our house in 1992. That's when I was first taught on vision. So I, I write a vision for my house every year. Now, when I first started writing this vision, the Bible says, uh, now you're looking through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now you see in part, but then you'll see even as you're known by God, right? First Corinthians 13, 12. The, the, the Amplifier says when you, you, you're looking as in a riddle or an enigma. So when you, when you step into life, because we were, we, somebody talked about this this week, how we were shaped. Uh, Pastor Mel talked about it, treasures in darkness, right? I will be referencing that for quite some time. It's a powerful message. You might want to get the, the, the SoundCloud or CD. But, but how we're, we're birthed in this world of darkness, Right? We're, we're birthed in this, this culture of darkness that blinds us. So, it's so, so this 1 Corinthians 13, it says, now we're looking through a glass darkly, like, like coming out of the shower and it's a fog. And you look in that mirror and it's, you can't really see yourself. But it says, then you'll see face to face with God's vision for your life, clearly. Then it breaks it down after that. It says, it says now we know in part. Like we can't see all of it yet. And that's what's frustrating us because inside your body keeps saying, oh, it's more than that. Oh, God got more than that. Oh, no, you definitely going to get more than that. 
But, but, but your flesh goes, no, 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 responsibility, no, accountability, no, I'll just take this, this is enough, this is enough, this is too much pressure, it's too much pressure, no, keep going, like Trina said, there's more, and, it, and, and it's more than you can control, you can't control fulfillment. It's designed that way, so you have to depend on God. It's set up that way. It's exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. Where's, where, I'll go when I can control it. Then you're never going because you can't control it. That's what he agrees. All right, so, 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 so I'm saying this like, like because. God is trying to reveal things to us. Like we just talked about peace in his presence. You see more the more you press into his presence. When you get comfortable with the world, the first thing you can guarantee, you're a walking blind man. Listen, listen. When you get comfortable with the world, you can guarantee something. You're a walking blind man. How does a walking blind man look? Deceived. If you knew where you're being deceived, they wouldn't call it deception. So how does a deceived person look? They, they believe they can see. They're talking to everybody else, Ed, like they're tripping. Right? They're talking to everybody else like they're tripping. They're fighting against truth. Right? They're getting around truth. They're excusing themselves from truth. Because why? Everybody else is tripping. When the whole time, they're blind. All right? So, so what God is saying, we got to fight, fight to see. The, the scripture says this in Mark chapter 11, verse 12. It says, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. The violent taketh by force. And what that means is, everything in the kingdom, everybody in the kingdom, as Pastor Mel was saying this week, is so precious. And as James was saying, their blessings, everybody's precious, valuable. But the thing is, some people are so blind, they don't know how valuable they are. So they treat themselves like trash when they're treasures. They expose themselves to anything and everything. But if they knew how valuable they were, if I gave you a 70-carat, a, a not a problem, ma'am. If I gave you a 70-carat diamond, you're just going to be sitting around in the sanctuary throwing it up and down, you know, then... Uh, Jarrell asked to talk to you. You're going to put it down here in the chair and go talk to Jarrell. That's how you're rolling now. Or you're going to leave it on, a, on the seat of your car and come in and leave your car unlocked. I guarantee you, if y'all gave you a 70-carat diamond, if you don't have a safe, you'll create one in your house. Make up one. you find the greatest hiding place in the world. Why? You're protecting that thing from being taken from you. Are you protecting you as a treasure from being taken by the, by the enemy? See, that's the thing. We have to fight to see. See, kingdom of heaven suffers violence. 
the, 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 the kingdom of darkness is, is desperately trying to steal possession of your life before you discover who you are. Because everybody in the kingdom of darkness see you so clearly as a treasure because you're light. So, they, so, so, so remember I said you, you, go into, you go into a house and, you, and somebody can come into the house and go, oh my God, this house is beautiful. And you'd be like, this whole thing? You know, why? They're seeing it from fresh eyes. Well, if you're in darkness and you walk in light, you see some, some, some things a lot clearer, right? So, so they're, they're, they're desperate, like, whoa, grab that vessel, get them, because they don't want to lose. But we walk around, <laughs> walking around, are you kidding me? That's how we roll it. <laughs> they got me bound in lust. <laughs> I'm so afraid. Almost like the scarecrow. And the whole time, you have what's in you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world was in you to by force take what's yours. Are you matching that desperation? Really taking it to another level? Oh, really? Really? I'm going to guard my heart with all diligence. Nice try. Please. I know it's old, you know, looking at the devil like a buster. You know, that's real old. Some people like, people said that? It's not cool, Pastor Keith. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, 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 we got to fight to see. Let's look, look, let's look here. Because uh, there's two types of vision. God's sight and your own sight. God's sight and your own sight. Let's go to Numbers 13. To fight to see, you got to lose your sight and gain his. Put on his lenses, his faith lenses. So Numbers 13, verse 33. So here, God out of his vision and his sight sent the children of Israel to go possess their promises and their dreams and, their, and the land. So, so I don't know what they was thinking, but they sent spies out almost like to check if God was legit. But God was sending them. So they sent spies out, uh, I believe it was 12 of them. And, um, and uh, here, 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 this is verse 33. It says, and, they were, and, they, and there we saw giants. So now they're giving a report of what they saw in the promised land that God gave them. And there we saw giants, the sons of Anak. Now you go study it out. Those, you know, people produced of the, the, the fallen angels that was with Satan having intimacy with man. So they produced giants, right? It says, uh, they, 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 they saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. It says, and we were in our own sight. In whose sight? In our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. Based on what? Did you interview them? So it says we're in our own sight, we were as grasshoppers, but in their sight too. No, 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 no. It's your own sight only because you haven't talked to them. You, 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 you've given them an, a, an esteem without even knowing who they are based on their size. So that's what we do with circumstances. 
We go based on our own sight. I can't get that job. I'm not worthy for that. It'll never happen for me. It's based on our own sight. God's saying, take on his sight. Like we, we, we got to fight the seed. This whole thing is about us seeing. Faith is about us seeing. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11.1. 1. It says, by faith the worlds were framed. Hebrews 11.3. Without faith it's impossible to please God. Hebrews 11.6. And then he went through a litany of everybody that used faith to manifest what they want. Not risk. Faith and risk is not... Uh, uh, I think Fred Price did a, a book on, on uh, presumption versus faith. I, I'm saying the wrong name, I know, for the y'all that read the book. But, but that's my whole thing. You know, sometimes it's just, it's just presumption, overconfidence. That's what presumption is. That ain't faith. Sometimes it's risk. That ain't faith. Faith is not a risk. Faith is real. It's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So that means it's realer than what you see. If faith framed the, 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 the unseen world, it says things that were created was, was created by things that are invisible. So what we see came from what was invisible. I can prove that in agriculture. The tree came from the invisible. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. It came from the seed. Really? Cut open the seed, see if a tree pop out. It came from the ground. Dig in the ground before you put a seed in. Just dig in there. Keep digging until you find a tree. You won't. Because the tree comes from the heaven realm. We're sowing the seed in the earth realm. To receive something from heaven. All spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Heaven and earth was always designed to work together. We can't even see heaven because of sin. That's what Adam and Eve, they sinned and they lost sight of heaven. Before that, all it is rolling with God. After sin is when they lost sight of God and they start making decisions based on the things of the world. Start covering themselves with the things of the world. That's what we do now. We cover ourselves with a car. We cover ourselves with clothes. We cover ourselves with a front. Because sin says, hide, you're not worthy to be seen. Faith says you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Shine your light high. Everybody needs to see you. Well, I, I was meditating on this and um, I was meditating on me and that wonderful young lady because it takes a lot. A lot. I, did, I did skip this. I got all emotional and came back up here. But I was saying how when we first started out, I was casting vision in 1992. And it, it was hard. You're speaking something that's never been seen and never manifested to some people living in the natural, but you're telling them something supernatural is going to manifest in their life. And they're supposed to go, oh, okay. And it was the first, first time I cast vision, you should see the look on their face. Okay. Mr. Spiritual done lost another piece of his brain. And, and, and that year we see in part, I think 30% of the stuff came to pass. That's not a good ratio. But every year, I just consistently cast vision, even though it was uncertain, even though I could, if it didn't come to pass, I'm going to be embarrassed, right? All right. Oh, uh, Mr. Holy, that always trying to get us to read and pray and stuff like that. What about that vision? Come on, I, I can't hear you, bro. I can't hear you. Whole year done gone by. I ain't seen that mess. Man, you don't hear from God. That's what you're risking. Now, that was with my family. I have a wife and a son. 
two people. It was a stretch to share vision. Sometimes I really wanted to go get it done in the lab. You know what I'm saying? And then when it happens, I'll be like, see, baby, this the Lord told me that. Now, is that going to have the same amount of impact as it has if, if I've already told them? That was two people, me and my wife. We have hundreds. At the end of last year, the Lord told me to cast vision of New Begins. We did not have a church building. We definitely didn't have this one. Right? Amen. These lives that were coming up here giving testimonies of new jobs, new promotions, new this, that, and the other. And, and walking around, new beginnings, new beginnings, new beginnings. When God told me that, I didn't have all that information. What I'm saying is God is showing you things. Write it down. Make it plain so they can run with it that read it. That means they got to read it. They got to see it. They got to hear it. Some people are a part of it. I'm going to tell you, when you write vision, things happen in your life that relate to the vision, but you recognize it. When you don't write vision, you're just winging it. It's all speculation. It's all hype. Because it's not clear. We didn't just move to Charlotte. I took months putting together a proposal. It was 100 pages, and I submitted it to my pastor. I just saw it. I just read it this week because we were working on some, some, some things for the church. So I had to look through it, and I was like, wow. And it was so many things in red letters, up to your discretion, up to your discretion, because I know how to submit to authority. Up to your discretion, up to your discretion. I'm out here pastoring. I submitted the vision. It didn't stop what God was doing. Well, I'll say this. I'll say this. I'm a different person. I'm empowering by nature. I don't know how to, to take somebody's. I, I'm not like that. Like I'm, I'm, unless you're blind, you would see. We're empowering. What I said, detail and detail. Uh, what we were going to do, how we were going to support the other church, uh, what we was going to teach. Uh, we, we copyrighted the logo before we had the website. We had the website before we started the church. Like all that stuff, it was detailed, just kind of writing it down. But let me tell you, after I wrote it down, you know the first thing I did, before a pastor saw anything, I gave it to her. I gave her the entire, here you go. Now that's tough because it'd be like, what in the world is this mess? Man, ain't nobody going with you nowhere. My wife came out here before I did. Because the vision was clear. God has some things in you that's clear. And the interesting thing is, he birthed it out of me being faithful in another man's for 18 years. Faithful, all in, making that vision come to pass. The Bible says the children of the world are wiser than the children of light. Because the children of the world operate in that principle, and they don't even know what they're doing. They're not going to benefit like us. These guys watch sports all the time. If you, if you look down, you see a coach win a Super Bowl, you'll see that he helped the coach win a Super Bowl. So he, re, he, he sold something, as Pastor Mel was talking about on Wednesday, and he reaped the harvest of what he sold. What he did was he, he got involved in someone else's vision, detail to make it manifest, not 
like this. I got one foot, I'm going to help you out the vision, and another foot on, 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 on the vision that, that, that I think I have. Yeah, but you ain't all in. That's like a seed stand. Half of it is in the ground and half of it is on the surface. You ain't going to get no tree from that seed. It got to be all in, submerged, and it got to stay in there a while. How long does it have to stay? Until the fruit of that seed is manifested. See, so, so it's like, I'm, see, I'm not, he's just saying that because you're the pastor. I live this. We live this, I apologize. We live this. Right? So, so it, the, the vision and fighting the seed cost you everything. It cost you your life. Because to see, I got to give all of myself to God. We talked about it in our master life today, crucified with Christ. Some of us is holding on to some of, listen, that little piece you holding on to has been your kryptonite. Because the little piece you holding on to keeps you in your will and doesn't have you submitting all the way to God's. But you want what God's supposed to manifest in your life. You, hey, you're going to be, hey, hey, I'm going to help you out. You will, you will experience success. Doing, doing just what I just said, not being all in. You will experience success. Listen, look, I don't even, that's not even prophetic. It's reality. You put in the work, you could be successful, but you won't be fulfilled. You will feel like I've wasted all this time to gain the success, and it ain't quenching my thirst like I thought it would because it ain't God's will. Right? All right, so, 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 so me and my wife, uh, what kept us going, this is why, what kept us going through the 18 years, locking in, I remember when I first heard it, the man of God, uh, we was, uh, it was called a five-fold ministry class, and they were talking about, you know, uh, this, this pastor in California, he, he submitted under this ministry for 17 years, and the, the pastor uh, told him, he said, man, it's time for you to, to go out and do, do your own thing. So, so the guy went out for a while, came back, and they sent him back out, gave him eighty thousand dollars, and and just you know, and just released him at that point. He, he was under he was under under on salary for two years before this case. Well, this, this guy has about five thousand members in uh, uh, St. Louis. But when I first heard the story, I was like, seventeen years. That is seventeen. I was like, look, look, look. My default, my own understanding. This is exactly what I said on the inside. Didn't tell nobody. I was like, oh, no, it won't be 17 years for me. God's going to grandfather in all I've been through. You know, I was, went through the foster home, almost got choked to death, almost got shot, uh, almost uh, OD, uh, going through a lot of craziness and abuse. Surely, it won't be 17 years. Look, I, my own understanding says all I went through is going to be figured in as a part of my process. Now, God was like, no, you did all that. That ain't got nothing to do with the process. You still have a, the requisite training for what I purposed you to do. What kept us is what I said earlier. We knew more was coming. No matter how it looked, we knew more was coming. No matter when we were overlooked, we knew it was coming. When we were treated wrong, when people took what we, we said and flipped it and abused it, or some people took what we said and gained reputation from it, 
and didn't give us no credit for it. We still hung in there. When, 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 because I, I have a line, don't, d d don't cross. When she was treated unfairly, I was like, oh, no, 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 we're going to blow this thing up, because that was my reputation in Newark. <laughs> if stuff, stuff go crazy, it was, oh, no, no, we just blow it all up and start all over. Forget it then. I don't need nobody. Matter of fact, I said it. I said, I don't need no, I told her, I said, let me tell you something. I don't need none of this. Now, now I'm, I'm working for the church, and this is, I know this is recorded, but this is the truth. I said, I don't need none of this. I said, I don't need none of this. I don't need none of them. I don't need nothing. And she said, ho, 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 ho. Like, like she was happy that I was looking out for, you know, because you, you, you coming to the baby, my baby rescue, right? But then when I said, I don't need none of this, she said, ho, 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 ho. Text, text. Slow, whoa, whoa, slow it down. She said, you've worked so hard to get to this level. Why would you mess it up now? And I made this statement. I said, it is no dream without you. I'm not trying to get somewhere at your expense. If, if, if you're not going to be, if you're not going to be treated a certain way, oh, no, 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 we're not, you're, you're not a sacrifice. Like, like, I'm not a, was it Abraham had to sacrifice Isaac? Yeah. I'm not Abraham. God didn't tell me to sacrifice you. No, 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 no. You, you, no, no, no. You, you coming along for the ride. No, no, no. We're going to blow this up. I, but she knew, she knew. My default, I talked to God. He said, Keith, I said, Lord, I don't need to deal with this. I, I don't have to deal with this. He said, but I need you to handle it. And you know, you know what? He reminded me of what was keeping me up to that point. Look at what I have. Look at what it costs. Is it worth it? When I saw, again, because that's what I was living off of, I saw it. Like, like I, I wish I could tell you, like, we see it. We're not guessing it. Listen, we were at, you come out here, we're in our eighth month doing Bible study at the house. In our eighth month out here. I talked to God because I was talking to him about well I spent at least at least five hours with God and another five hours just working on vision and I said uh, so you brought us out here for this we just gonna be doing Bible study I said we can't even advertise you know like you can't go uh, come to Eric's Christian Center Church apartment 208 how many y'all coming somebody somebody advertised their church and it's at an apartment He'd be like, I don't know, <laughs> you know. I don't know. You think James going to go to the apartment? Ah. Right? So the Lord said, you're going to start the church 10, minute, 10, 10 months after you came here. I had to hear him and see clearly to what he was telling me. It was June. That meant August. We had no money. No, 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 no. Y'all, maybe. I, I said we came out with $1,635. We paid for somebody's glasses because they needed glasses. We paid for the rent. We helped, we helped something else. It was something else. Groceries. We ain't had no $1,600. I don't even want to calculate it because it's probably. And God said, we're going to start a church. I was like, we ain't got no money, no nothing. Okay. And guess what? But God, if God tells me, write the vision, make a plan, they can run with it, read it, I got to tell her. And I got to tell her clearly what God said. And it's too, 
This is going to happen in two months. We get a check out of nowhere. Actually, it was from a finance institution. No, they called me. Says, uh, this is such and such finance institution. Uh, are you uh, Keith Bradley? Yeah. Uh, well, we have a donor that wants to give to you. I was like, excuse me, ma'am. I think you have the wrong person. I haven't solicited a donor. I just took it as another hustle. No, I'm serious. Like that, I didn't make that up. I was like, that's exactly what I said. And I ended the call. Then I get a call from them again. Are you Keith Bradley? Yes, I told you that already. We have somebody that wants to, to, to a donor. I'm like, ma'am, I haven't solicited no donor. Almost like, don't try to play me. Then she says, well, we have a, one of our clients, and she said the name, uh, that's trying to, are you tax exempt? I said, well, yeah, I'm a church. We tax exempt. She said, no, do you have your 501? I said, no, not yet. We was doing the paperwork. She says, well, we can't give it to you until you have your 501. She says a certain, certain foundations can only donate to a 501. So we just did the paperwork, got it done. It was a check for $10,000. That's how we paid the rent for the, the first year, the entire year, even though somebody came to the first service and gave us $2,800. And somebody put $10,000 in our bank account to help us to get through. No, we didn't do nothing. I'm trying to tell you, we, no, it wasn't, listen, it wasn't because we were sweet. God said some things. God endorses what he says. You don't have to hustle if God says something. Ask her. I said, babe, God said this. We're going to see if it's God. I didn't hint. Like, like uh, when we got the $10,000, we was down to two, $300 to pay our bills. I didn't tell nobody. I didn't do one of them testimonies where everybody know what I'm going through, but I ain't delivered yet. So they go... Let's move on. The Lord led me to move. No. My hinting led you to move. I didn't do none of that. I did it on purpose because I said, if it's God, how we got to Charlotte, we had the money to move down here. I said, baby, if it's God, he's going to give us the money. I'm not telling nobody. The day before we moved her down here, somebody paid for our rent. This is what the person said at dinner. Hold on. We can't leave. I was like, hey, we got, we got to go. We got to go to church tomorrow. They said, we can't leave? I said, well, why not? They says, the Lord said, you have a pressing need and we need to pray about it. I was like, I didn't tell nobody on purpose. I said, well, this is a situation. We're moving, but we don't, we don't have to rent. Let's pray about that. They said, we don't need to pray. I got 500. The other couple said, I got 500. The other couple said, I, I got 500. You don't, if you don't take my word for it, next time, Pastor Dennis here, ask him. He was a minister at the time. He was one of the His wife, him and his wife was one of the couple. See, I kept saying, if it's God, let me see what he does, not what I do. That was the dance studio. Then I, I said, Lord, we keep putting up these chairs. You brought us out here for this. We stacking chairs every week. Man, if we weren't taking people out to eat every Sunday, we could have had the money for a building. Man, he said, you keep taking care of the people, I'll take care of the church. I told my wife that again, vision. This is what God said, baby. He told us, I said, I talked to God because she hurt her ankle. She couldn't help me with the chairs. I had to stack up them chairs that night. Wait all night for the people in the dance studio to finish their party. Had, was going to get two hours of sleep. I didn't want to do it. He talked about sacrifice. I didn't want to do it, but I had no choice. 
Got a stack of chairs up. What are people going to sit for service? I stacked them chairs up. Service was powerful. We had, back then, it was a greater turnout than we expected. It was 27 people. At that time, we was probably doing like 10, 12, whatever. And I felt so good about the sermon. I was like, hey, 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 you know, you be feeling all good. These guys pre preach, so you know how an anointing hits you. You know, you feel, you're feeling good. Somebody asks you for your car keys, you probably give it to them because, you know, you, you under the anointing. So the anointing was hitting. Hey, hey, how many people want to go out to eat? No one ever, like the whole church, had never went out to eat. No, that's, no we're going to go home, this, that, and the other. That day? Was y'all there? Everybody went. We had two and a half tables, all right, at, at uh, Ichabon. Oh, that was the other thing. Good point. There was people that, like, they called their spouse, hey, we're going over to Ichabon to eat. You want to come out? Then some people took, uh, what was it? No, what's the carry things? Uh, carry outs. No, carry outs for somebody that wasn't there. No, I'm not. Am I telling the truth? Did we flip? Did we trip? Did we pay? Because that was a choking point. Oh, all y'all going? I don't know what I was thinking when I said that. But I could have choked. Like, oh, 20. Listen, how y'all feel about taking eight people out to eat? Six, four, 27. That was on a Sunday. Monday, we go to our P.O. box. There was a check in there for $60,000. That's how we got our second building. It took us $30,000 to move in. We had five tithers, consistent tithers. Okay, seven. Does that make it better? We needed every ounce of those resources. What I'm trying to say is, we ain't had nothing to do with that. That's a part of the vision that was written that I had to express out and God kept confirming. We got in a car, we drive into Charlotte. God says, do not be offended. Do not be bitter. Make sure you forgive. What I have for you, I have for you. And I will tell you, as I'm standing here preaching, everything God said has manifested. What's frustrating is the vision has been written. It's been plain. It's been clear. Some people ain't running with it. Listen, the vision is about us. God delivered Moses and the children of Israel, not Moses the poor and just his few kids. That was, it was God delivers a people, not a person. God delivers a people, not a person. So why God's moving, if you're attached to it, it affects your life. We just talked about this uh, to, uh, the other day. I'm giving you all our transparent information. We were talking because we're, we're, we're believing for our first house. You know, we ain't had a house since we've been out here. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> had a roof over our head, you know. So, so I said, babe, I said, remember, we was at the other church. Everything that happened for the church happened for us. 
So when the church bought its existing building, so they bought in the, they went from a storefront to an existing building, we bought an existing house. Uh, I took you out, Gehanna, <laughs> where I took you. Uh, I took you two guys with me too. So when we went to eat at, that was Gehanna, where we met Ahmed, right? So when the church built this new 66,000 square foot building, we built a brand new house. Everything that was happening for the church was happening for us because we were tied in. It wasn't just our personal anointing, we were tied into the corporate anointing. It wasn't our personal vision, we were tied into the corporate vision. So when the vision moved, because see the corporate vision is tied to the body of Christ. So when we individualize ourselves, we disconnect ourselves from the corporate body and we disconnect ourselves from the body of Christ as a whole. So when God's moving on the body, it doesn't affect us. It's our anointing by itself out here in the world, navigating through the winds of life. Right? And so I told her today, I said, see, because, yes, we're pastors. That's our office. We being members in one body don't all have the same office. Our office is pastors, but guess what? We're part of heirs just like y'all. We give to the church just like y'all. For the building, we gave just like y'all. And some of it, y'all don't even know what we gave. But it wasn't peanuts. And we could have kept that money and got another car. Paid for it. Am I lying? But we were, God had a vision and we're supposed to run with it just like y'all. We're just supposed to be the forerunners. We're supposed to be out in front. But it's our church too. So we were driving, we was like, hey. See, uh, my wife was like, hey, hey, you know, God, God, uh, he already know the house he has for us. I said, well, babe, you know, if you think about it, you know, we're connected to the church. What happened for the church got happened to us. The church been leasing for a long time. We've been leasing. The church just bought a building. We about to buy a house. See, okay, take it the way you want to take it. But don't, he talked about, don't get mad when he jump in. Don't get mad when we jump in the blessings. <laughs> don't get mad. I've been waiting to say this for a long time. I said it the other day. I was like, I, I told her years ago, didn't I tell you this? I said, I won't even be bothered when God get us out of debt. Because I've been in debt. I just told you I'm 57. I was in debt from the first time I walked into Upsala College because when I graduated from high school, I graduated in June. Three weeks later, I had to go to college. I was 17. I turned 18 in August. When, since as soon as I came in, the first thing I had to do, the guy's name was Ng. I'm going to say your name. I had to sign a promissory note to say I was going to pay back the overage. The overage was $500. By the time that semester was over, it was $1,700. And it just kept building. And I used to I used to tell my boys, yo, man, yo, I'm going into Ng's office, man. Pray for, pray for me that I get in, you know. And I, I'm, I'm older now. I was getting in no matter what, as long as I signed that promissory note, as long as I signed that debt bill. And so I've been in, I, was, I've, I have been in debt. We have been in debt. Well, I have been in debt since 1980. I don't know when your debt started. Mine started in 1980. Because we married in 93. That's why I said that. We married in 93. But, but since we have been together, we have been in debt. That's 27 years. 27 years together, 40 years 
of from the first time I had an opportunity to, to deal with finances, I was in debt. But I'm not in debt today. As of August, new beginning month, eight, in the new beginning year, our new beginning is we're navigating through our lives without debt. And, and I, take it the way you want, but for us, and then you can go, oh, you think you're all that. I don't know how I am, but I do know I'm out of debt. No, 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 no. And I'm not saying it for you to feel bad because it's my birthday. That's my birthday, man. Celebrate for my birthday. Don't you want me to celebrate on your birthday? Keeping it real, I done celebrated all types of birthdays. Houses, cars, cars, promotions. Y'all ain't never seen us go, that's nice. You have a house blessing? Eh, I don't know. You know, we're pastors. We get really busy. We there, ain't we? Enjoying ourselves. Spanking people in spades. With the exception of, with the exception of a few. See, see how people just jump on stuff? I got the mic. They ain't hear y'all. But you know what I'm saying? I'm saying like, well, we, we've been enjoying uh, riding with you, getting in the car, praying for you still. We haven't stopped. You know why? Because we knew our birthday was coming. Why? Because God showed us in a vision and it was clear. And we saw it. Saw it like it was real. Guess what? We got another birthday coming. And we see it like it's real. Only this birthday, there's a party. Everybody's invited. It's a different type of birthday. Normally at the birthday, we just get the gifts. This birthday, everybody that shows up is getting gifts. See, see, somebody heard me. Somebody wrote it down. Somebody's like, oh, that's nice. That's, that's a good way you spun that, Pastor. It's a good little angle there, brother. Boy, you deep. No, I'm not trying to be deep. That ain't in my notes. That came from God. Some people going to be at the birthday. Some people won't. But the party's happening whether you show up or not. Amen, sister. Look, way to RSVP. <laughs> way to RSVP. So, so, oh. Uh, man, leave me alone. <laughs> oh, that's enough. Stand to your feet.